Are you prepared to tackle the challenges of information overload, limited time, and patient communication in today's healthcare landscape? Join me in a thought-provoking conversation with Dr. Brittany Buzz as we delve into effective strategy for overcoming these obstacles and unlocking the potential for a more fulfilling, successful practice that leads to improved patient outcomes and personal growth. Welcome to Provider's Edge, the podcast that helps healthcare entrepreneurs and executives like you break down barriers and control your business, your life, and your future. With me, your host, Sabrina Rumbach, a recovered clinician and a business deal catalyst. Let's rewrite the rules and create a positive social impact while increasing your profitability. Welcome back. I'm your host, Sabrina. And today we have Dr. Brittany here. She is the co-founder, president, and chief medical officer of Vital Health. She has over six years of experience as in a executive physician leadership and in developing processes and technologies specifically for telemedicine. As a physician leader, she is a vocal advocate for the well-being of both physicians and patients. Her curiosity for innovations and technology and her excitement for improving the healthcare system is contagious. As the president and CMO of Vitehealth, she is dedicated to improve patient care, healthcare deliver overall, and organizing digital health tools that augment patient-physician connection and improve outcomes so that everyone and thrive. I think thrive has been the key words among all of us in healthcare for the past year. Uh, even um, the National Health Institute put out a statement to thrive. And I love it uh, for you to be here. We've been connected for, I believe, over the past year and be able to see your growth, all the amazing work that you guys are able to do for physician practices and really engaging with patients in a totally another level. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Sabrina. I'm actually really excited to be able to share with your audience. Um, I know we've been sharing back and forth about the work we do for a while, and I'm just really happy to be able to share with your audience as well. Yes. We always start with this show, um, where did all this start, right? Where was the initial passion that brought you to this big, complicated healthcare system? And what really drove you? Think. You know, like many physicians, at least all the ones I talked to, so many of them had something happen when they were kids, right? I mean, whether it happened to them, to a family member, um, or they had this deep experience of wanting to help. And of course, being a child and not able to help themselves or being fascinated by what was going on around them in the hospital. For me, it was really the experience of being in a medical family. Um, seeing my mom working as a nurse and helping other people and also just wanting more and more to help others around me um, in whatever ways I could. So I was always grabbing her medical books and like trying to read them, trying to figure out what was going on. But she was a psych nurse. And so really the most education I got was in like psychiatric illnesses 
I thought, okay, I think that's what I want to do. I want to go into psychiatry. And I really pushed myself towards that. And it kind of evolved really naturally. But then when I got to medical school and I started actually doing the work of a psychiatrist as a medical student in your preceptorships, I realized that that wasn't a good fit for me and my personality. Like many people, one in seven people, I happen to be neurodiverse. And so I can get really easily overwhelmed by other people's emotional experience. Um, I can shut down in those situations and it becomes really difficult for me to process a lot of information. So at that point, I started drifting off towards surgery because things were cleaner, I guess that you would put it. Like the first time we draped a patient for a surgery and they just had that clean little box that we were going to do our operation in, I was like, ah, like this is where I belong. There was a problem in this case was a hernia. We dra- we draped it off. And then when the patient came back, they did not have a hernia. So I was really excited about that. And that stepwise fashion made a lot of sense to me. I think that's pretty common for physicians to really find what connects to them um, in, in their journey. Yeah, I think that's a, such a great story. Many people come from somewhere that have a connection to that. For you as a mom being so heavily involved, and then definitely you do see right brothers both become vascular surgeon right in the same hospital, uh, father and sons, father and daughters running the same practice together. So we are influenced by our surroundings, and when th- there are so such a positivity in who we involve ourselves with. And then we flourish, we grow. And one thing that I always say, even doing any of my signature talk is that if your circle of friends do not inspire you, then you do not have a circle. You have a mental cage. And so we actually able to flip that to say, we embraced everything that we have and then dived into this complex complicated world of medicine. And then I so honor yourself to say, you are a true empath, right? The empath have two different areas. They can sense what's going on from emotion, from situation. Some people like yourself, you feel so emotionally attached to them. Sometimes it's hard to break away because you want to help them so much, right? Versus I'm type the empath. I'm like, Whoa, I feel this big wave shut down. <laughs> like, what do you really need from me? Like, uh, and then if I don't need to be involved, I don't have to be involved. Um, versus if you really need me, you can ask me for it. So definitely is uh, honoring yourself to picking a field that truly connected to you and still serve in the grand scheme of healthcare and making a true impact for your patient. So I know definitely from that point to now building your own business and then serving others to how did that change? Like what kind of events or journey you had to go through to make that flip? So there was definitely a time period where I had a lot of difficulties. I um, encountered difficulties in my training. Like I said, again, being neurodiverse, like needing different levels of um, instruction, or actually just for me, it was needing a lot of alone time, being able to complete something quickly, but then wanting to separate myself from the situation. And as a resident, 
um, in surgery, especially you were expected to be there and present constantly and separating yourself was definitely not something that, that they wanted me to do. Um, so that became very difficult and that point where I was out of alignment with myself, I believe started to trigger a lot of health problems. So that culminated in me being diagnosed with bilateral retinal detachment at the age of 29. Not that that was caused by any of my training, but it was just a big stop sign in my life. It was like, you're 29 years old and you could go blind. And I was like, wait, blind, but I'm a surgeon. What does that mean? And I had to literally look around me and look at what was important to me and start to align my values. And I had never done that before. And I had to think about who am I? What is authentic to me? And from there, I ended up working in an urgent care um, that again, after a while, just didn't feel good anymore. Like you can do it for a period of time, but when you're out of alignment, you start to recognize these feelings. Like you said, like you're, you're feeling trapped, you're feeling caged, your circle of influences and allowing you to grow. And I kept having that experience over and over and realizing that a lot of physicians are like myself, right? We're very motivated. We are seeking knowledge and also seeking connection with people. We wouldn't have gone into medicine if we weren't constantly seeking connection with people. And the way that we were practicing medicine wasn't creating connection. It was creating disconnection from ourselves and then from others. And so I decided to get together with my technical co-founder and look at how we can pair high tech to high touch to really help physicians and physician practices create practices that are nourishing to themselves and also impact the lives of patients. In order to overcome the challenges of information overload and limited time, Dr. Bass emphasizes the importance of collaboration, both within the medical community and between physicians and entrepreneurs. Vital Health is a all-in-one platform, for example, showcases collaborators and their solutions to help physicians' practices flourish. Lesson learned here is building a strong network of collaborators and community members can help healthcare professionals stay informed, delegate tasks, and provide the best possible care for their patients. Quick announcement before moving forward, if you are a healthcare entrepreneur or startup founder looking to accelerate your social mission and increase profitability, don't hesitate to reach out to myself on LinkedIn or visit my website, sabrinarumbach.com to schedule a virtual coffee chat. I always love to be a power connector and see how myself or my network can help you to get to the next level. Exactly. It's about taking up a opportunity because you see a problem and be dare to challenge that status quo and to be okay to say, we were never trained that way. We were trained to say, you are the problem solver. Figure it out. If you have to ask 10,000 people, somehow that seems like a weakness instead of actually a strength, right? That confidence, how we define confidence is not just, 
I believe in my skill and my ability to do, but I believe in my ability to ask the right question to find the result. And it's okay to also be confident in situational standpoint with other people to say, all of us don't really know, but we can all compound into each other's time, resources to figure all this out. Instead of that one person, if we truly trying to figure everything out ourselves, yeah, that could be mountains of resources. We were just talking about all these publications coming out in medicine every year. It's just simply impossible for us to take care of patients and read all these new updates and figure out how do we grow the practice, our team, who can be set in place to make sure everyone's satisfied. They're not leaving us since retention is such a big issue in healthcare. And now I know you have different strategies, especially when you are moving into this new field of creating your own practice, own startup, and then be able to found a right model. Now you can duplicate that for other physicians who wanted to create them practices or grow an existing one. So what was the, some of the challenges you have to overcome and what are the some learning lessons that you wanted to share with others? So it's a lot like you said, I mean, not only in medicine, but in entrepreneurship, we celebrate this culture of like the solo founder, the independent person who does everything themselves. Like I'm Jeff Bezos and I built the everything store. And that's the story that we want to tell. Um, and that, like you said, there's so much research out there for a physician to keep track of. The New York Times recently published an article that said, a physician would need 27 hours a day to care for a panel of uh, 2,500 patients and follow all of the guidelines that are recommended in primary care. And like I said, that's just primary care. That's not specialties. So we know that hospitals are built around specialties. It's actually looking at it as a collaboration network. So when you go into solo practice, it's really important to understand that you are independent, but you're not alone. So we really wanted to build a community of physicians who can reach out to each other, who can learn from each other, um, who can use each other to avoid overwhelm. Because one problem that we face is having so many things to do and thinking that we need to do it all of ourselves. When reality, we need to prioritize the things that we do best, that deep work, as Cal Newport calls it, that connection with patients, the diagnostics. And then there are other things that we need to delegate, whether that's to an administrative person, like a medical assistant, or we can even delegate it to technology within our platform, um, really taking advantage of all of the development in AI. Um, or we can collaborate, which we do a lot in our business. We wanted to develop this all in one platform. And everyone said, that can't be done. You can't put, uh, you can't do everything. You know, they call that the master of none. And so we said, well, we don't do everything. We built the interoperable platform where instead of silos in healthcare, we invite in collaborators who do things amazingly well and we showcase them. And we put them in front of the practices that they can most influence. So just building that network of collaborators, whether that's between the physicians and physician offices or between the entrepreneurs 
and those who are looking to help physicians is the best way for us all to succeed. That's a great point. It's having that mindset, what I always call it, how could you create win-win situation with every single encounter? It can be with your patients. Um, make them the advocate for themselves or be okay for them to be involved versus when you're working with your colleagues with a bigger clinic, what do they truly care about that you can provide a solution for them to win and not just saying, well, just because they don't have the solution, I'm the one to solve it, right? So we needed to communicate in both ways. So give us some of the example of some of the clinics that you're able to help. What are the solutions that you're able to bring for them? So I think for a lot of independent clinics and some that we work with um, are concierge medical practices. So a concierge medical practice and a concierge physician feels like they need to be in touch with their patients 24-7. They need to do it all themselves or the patient's going to say, why am I paying you on top of my insurance to also be available to me? So when we come to them with um, a chronic care management solution, in our case, we partner the physician with a health coach. And at first, they're a little bit resistant because they're like, well, if the health coach is talking to the patient, then they're going to think that the health coach is helping them and not me. And they're going to lose trust in that relationship with me. Uh, and we found that's the exact opposite. When I follow up with a physician practice, I was just talking to a physician about one or two months ago, and he was like, oh my gosh, the health coach, she is my right-hand person. She represents me to my patients. They feel so comfortable talking to her, and they tell her things that they just don't tell me because in reality, they still feel like they don't want to bother the doctor with their day-to-day -day life, their day-to-day -day problems, with the things that are really actually impacting their health at that baseline level, but they have no problem bothering their peer, the health coach with things like, oh, my grandchildren, it's really difficult to take care of them. Or, you know, I, oops, I do forget to take my medication sometimes. And that's why my blood pressure is high today, but they just don't want to tell their doctor that. And so I think having the opportunity to collaborate with someone and get a different view of the information, it definitely does not harm the practice. And essence, it builds up the confidence that the patient has in the doctor and their ability to care for them. Exactly. is to have that middle level of support. Uh, they can be trained to talk exact the way that you want them to deliver certain educational topics, evaluations, questionnaires. So before the patient gets to you, you already flush out a lot of these functionality, social barriers, and even a psychological profile. So we can change the way that we communicate with these patients based on their preferences. Otherwise, all of us who has large panel of patients, it's going to be very difficult to even get into those conversations to begin with. We wanted to dive directly to what are you here for? How can I help you at this moment to this one or two problems? And hopefully you don't tell me 10 of them. And then I feel like, oh, which one do we focus on, right? <laughs> so it's the challenges that we have. We can 
leverage other support system because we also know retention is a problem. If we hire someone internally, then the onboarding process, the training process, it's just a lot. Then have someone who already have this system built out, then you don't have to start from ground up. You can simply jump right into the right place you need to support your patients and create these additional revenue stream for your practice. So I know anyone who are entrepreneurial, we love to be learners, right? We're continuing to thrive by getting ourselves to the next level. So what are some things that you're doing to up-level right now? For me, it's been a lot about managing my desire to, to meet a lot of people. I love meeting people and learning about what they're doing and their solutions, which of course is really good to to network in business. But again, like that physician who only has 10 or 15 minutes and 2,500 patients, I'm meeting a lot of people, but I'm not developing a deeper relationship with them. So like I said, even taking the time to get to know you better, to look for opportunities for us to actually work together instead of just have that cursory, like 30 minute appointment with each other. We're like, yeah, what you're doing is cool. Oh yeah, what you're doing is cool too. And then walking away from that and not having any follow through. And I guess I think some part of that is also just my internal work that I continuously have to do in creating relationships with people, fostering and nurturing those relationships so that they continue to thrive. Both Dr. Buzz and myself stress the significance of fostering deeper relationship with strategic partners in the healthcare industry. These partnerships can bring in 30% higher conversion rates and a 25% higher lifetime value compared to other marketing strategies. By focusing on creating meaningful connections with fellow healthcare professionals, Entrepreneurs like yourself can establish a robust network of referral partners and champions, benefiting both your business, your organization, and the patient care. Lesson learned here, prioritize building strong and long-lasting relationship with strategic partners and referral resources, as these connections can lead to significant growth and higher conversion rate in the long run. Don't miss out an episode. Subscribe to our podcast today on your favorite podcast platform to get the latest insight and actionable steps from our expert guests. Together, we'll rewrite the rules for your business and create a positive social impact in the healthcare industry. Let's get back to the rest of our show. Such a great point. And then we know by any marketing strategy, strategic partnership and referral partners bring in 30% a higher conversion than any other method. And even Wharton Business School said they have a 25% higher lifetime value than the other methods. And so for me, that's what I have been so focused on all of you guys who have come across me is like, let's learn how to become the best strategic partners that you can reach out to the right people and you're going to have those connections turn into a champion. And then so everyone wins. And then ultimately, then you can have one introduction that creates thousands of millions contact point, right? Whether that's patient focused or business focused. 
And I think all of us were in that learning state, right? Some people do it better than others. Some people are super pro. Some people are in that accelerator round and that's okay. We uh, sometimes it's like you're saying, you're a mom, you're running a big business and then you're helping out a lot of other people, not just patients, your team, right? And then other practices. And one thing that eventually we can tweet for you is to have you run a mastermind meetup. People that you haven't met yet have them all joined together for like a cap in 10 people, right? For that one hour uh, every other month. And then you can just bring everybody who wanted to meet you in the same group instead of feeling like you have to talk to everyone individually, then your calendar is going to be very full. Um, so it, there's always going to be a lot of different ideas, right? People can test it out to make sure that it's most aligned to who you are as an individual, as a leader. Awesome. I know um, we definitely love seeing Vital Health to flourish. What do you think is the next thing for you guys? I think for us, it's really just reaching out to practices and physicians who need us. We know that 170,000 physicians left the practice of medicine last year, but we don't know where they went. And there's already a patient care and primary care shortage. Um, and they're reporting through ARAS this year that the primary care applications are severely down. So we need to find those physicians who are still out there, right? Like they didn't just lose their desire to help people, um, but they may be looking for something more. So we're really looking at developing our entries to these solutions. Like maybe you're not ready to step into a practice yet um, and you want to just look internally again. Like I talked about, I had to find that for myself. I had to find my authentic voice and I always offer any physician, physician, entrepreneur who joins with Vital Health a free 30-minute call with me. So again, talking about my full schedule, but we can always find 30 minutes to connect with each other um, so I can hear your story and hopefully help you find your authentic voice. And if we can't find it in 30 minutes, we're developing tools and communities to help people really find what works for them so that they can move forward because not every tool works for every individual. So we want to really make that um, personalizable and flexible for everyone. Perfect. And how can people best reach you guys to learn more, to see if that's a good fit for them and take you on either having conversation with yourself or with one of your associates? So the best way to reach us is through our website, which is just www.vitalhealth.com. If you're a physician and you want to meet with me um, or you just want to look around our community, it's really simple. There's a join for free button at the top of the page. You can click on that and we'll ask some basic information about you and you can join in Vital Health. Like I said, that does apply to physicians and practitioners. You need an MPI number to come into our private physician community. Um, if you're a practice owner, a physician-owned practice, and you're looking to connect with us as far as solutions to grow your business, want to connect with our healthcare coaches or team members, you can always just use the contact us through the website, reach out to me directly, 
on LinkedIn is probably the best social media to find me. I'm really a regular over there um, or just email me um, at vitalhealth.com. Perfect. And that's vitelhealth.com. And so people definitely go check out uh, the website. There's plenty of resources. We also know the best way we grow is in a collaborative community. People who are in your shoes, who are also discovering together. Perhaps some people is on step 50 and you're on step 10. And that's okay because you will be going to that step 50 and 100 at one point and you will be able to also help those who are on step one. And it doesn't matter where, which stage we are, we're all collective and then collective in, energy geniuses. That's how we can compound on each other's time knowledge to accelerate who we are as an individual clinician and accelerate our business to create bigger impact for our patient. So I love for you to be in here. Lastly is, do you have anybody else in mind to celebrate as this show is all about celebrating the different changes that we're creating in healthcare? Anybody else you were thinking of could be a good people that we should be featuring? Now, probably one of my favorite people in healthcare um, is another female physician. Her name is Lindsay Harper. She is the CEO and founder of Rosie Health. She's doing amazing things for women's sexual health. And I think more physicians need to know about her and her platform because most of us probably don't feel comfortable talking about sexual health, especially with female patients. And her platform makes it really simple to help get patients the help that they need in an area that is oftentimes very taboo. So I absolutely love what she's tackling. And I think she would be a great person to feature for the physicians and the audience who want to learn more about that. Perfect. And then we'll definitely reach out to Dr. Lindsay. And we appreciate everything that you have shared with us, the amazing journey that you've gone through, really defining who you are as a clinician and then pivoted uh, then from psych to surgery to now primary care concierge medicine, really helping bridging the gap in access into the way that we can better take care of our patient and then for the patient to be more satisfied. So thank you for what you do. I'm sure many people will want to check out your website, really get connected, be in your community. And uh, I'm excited to see all the amazing things as you guys are growing into the future and into the next generation of change makers in healthcare. In today's episode, we discussed the importance of authenticity, collaboration, technology, middle-level support, strategic partnerships, and continuous learning in healthcare. If you listen all the way through this episode, that might be an indicator that you are committed to personal and professional growth, embracing innovation, and fostering meaningful connections in the healthcare industry. To recap, number one, authenticity and alignment in medicine, which means emphasizing the importance of aligning your value for a fulfilling and authentic practice. Recognize the misalignments with values to create more meaningful professionals and personal lives. Number two, collaboration and community in the healthcare space. We highlight collaboration as a crucial 
for overcoming information overload and limited time in healthcare. Building strong networks to stay informed, delegate tasks, and provide the best care for your patient. Number three, leveraging technology for health coaching for your patients. Vital Health leverages technology and health coaching for improved patient and physician connection and better health outcome. Embracing innovative solutions and strong patient relationships for a more empathetic and effective care experience. Number four, enhancing patient care with mid-level support. We emphasize the importance of having more effective patient care with providers and clinicians who are not just yourself. There are other social workers, MAs, LVNs, MPs, PAs. We can all work as a team, train and empower other staff to streamline patient care and enhance communication. Number five, deepen relationship for higher conversion rate. Fostering deeper relationship with strategic partners in healthcare can lead to higher conversion rates and long-term benefit. Focus on building strong relationship with strategic partners and referral partners for significant growth. Therefore, you should build out a referral program and think about what is the win-win situation in each of your encounter. Number six, continue learning and personal growth in healthcare. We underscore the importance of lifetime learning and personal growth among healthcare professionals. You need to stay adaptable and innovative by seeking opportunity for growth and remaining open to new ideas and strategies. Thank you for tuning in to Provider's Edge. We hope you found our latest episode insightful and valuable for your healthcare business. We would love to hear your feedback on the show and connect with you on LinkedIn. As a token of our appreciation, we offer a unique opportunity. Write a recommendation about our show on LinkedIn under Sabrina Rombach's profile, and we will give you a free media feature on one of our podcasts or TV show. During this exclusive interview, you'll have the chance to ask any questions and gain visibility and credibility with influential partners to accelerate your mission and profitability. So don't hesitate. Connect with Sabrina on LinkedIn, leave a recommendation about our show, and help us tailor our content while seizing this fantastic opportunity to elevate your healthcare business. We can't wait to hear from you.